It's all about the confidence. This is Presenting the Producer, a podcast for aspiring producers. I'm Lisa Tui. Now, in this episode, we're examining the role of an assistant producer. It's a very common entry-level position, but what exact duties fall under the AP's umbrella? And more importantly, how can you be exceptional in your role as an AP? You'll hear from all along the production management tree, starting with executive producers Ian Parkinson and Lucy Madge. Ian Parkinson is a former editor of Radio 1 News, who then moved to become the station's head of specialist music, and is now an executive producer at independent production company Folded Wing. With over 30 years of experience in broadcasting, leading and team development, Ian Parkinson is more than knowledgeable about the role of an AP. The role of an assistant producer covers all kinds of duties, but I would say it's the same wherever you work. It's about being enthusiastic, it's about being positive, it's about contributing ideas to the programme or whatever it is you're working on, but also accepting that your ideas may not be accepted and dealing with that in a positive way. So I think the two bits of advice I would give, I think, would be be positive, be enthusiastic and do whatever it is you can. Secondly, if you want to be a producer, and if you want to be an exec producer, if you want to be something else, then do the assistant producing as best as you possibly, possibly can. I think the only time in the past have been a bit intolerant of assistant producers is when they say, oh, but you know, I really want to be doing this, or I really want to be doing that, or actually my ambition is to make documentaries instead of this, or you know, whatever. Great, and everyone should have ambition, but before you do anything else, you have to be the best assistant producer you can possibly be. Because otherwise, no one is going to take any notice of you or promote you any further until you can actually do the job that you're supposed to be doing. And know how to make a damn good cup of tea. Yeah, there, there is that. Yeah, there is that. It's good life advice to approach your career position with positivity and enthusiasm. And Ian Parkinson makes two good points on top of this, worth remembering starting out as an AP. Your ideas are valid, speak them, and be okay with them potentially not being embraced. The important thing starting out is to get used to voicing your ideas and contributing to your team. Before you go anywhere, you've got to master the assistant role. Keep those big aspirations close to your heart, absolutely. But let your energy be on being the best assistant producer you can be in the here and now. What Ian Parkinson says is true. Your work speaks for you in radio. Next is Lucy Madge, an executive producer for independent production company, Something Else. Lucy is the current executive producer of all of Something Else's six music shows, such as Giles Peterson, now playing The Freak Zone and The Freakier Zone. And prior to this role, she worked in a huge spectrum of both commercial and BBC productions. When I met her in London, she was preparing for the Radio 1 residency, which she also oversees. In her advice, Lucy gives a nod to the value of securing an internship but wisely sees beyond that too. I would say it definitely helps, for example, if you're working on a BBC programme, if you have done some interning and you've got a grasp on the the programmes and the software and the BBC processes, that that's definitely an advantage. But I wouldn't not give somebody a job if they haven't got that, if they can totally prove to me that they are incredibly passionate 
and knowledgeable about the network like say it's a specialist music show if they really know their music and that totally comes across and they live and breathe it then to be honest that's something you can't teach you can teach somebody how to use VCS which is the play out system or you can teach somebody how to edit on Star Trek but you can't instill that kind of passion into them so I would say that's the most important thing to bring to a role definitely and what kind of duties do your assistant producers do under you? Assistant producers are, well, the support team in the studio. So if it's a live programme, they will usually be across the social media interaction. So, you know, everything that's coming in via text or tweets or Facebook, they will collate all of that information. They usually make assets to go out on social. They will do all the music reporting, which is boring, I appreciate it, but a really important role. They will do research notes maybe for scripts, if certain DJs have scripts, not every DJ has a script. And they will basically be your support person in the studio if the presenter needs a cup of tea. (laughs) Probably go make a cup of tea. Maybe a pat on the hand. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a supportive role. It's a completely integral role. I mean, I used to produce shows, overnight shows, where the budget didn't allow to have an assistant producer, so it was just you and the presenter, and that was was tough. And, yeah, it's definitely great to have an extra pair of hands in the studio. Look, not everyone succeeds in landing an internship right off the bat or even has interned at a BBC station specifically. If that's you, then Lucy's words should be encouraging. In radio, obsession is a kind of power that's available to you and you should embrace it. Be a promiscuous listener of the network or indeed networks that you're eyeing up. Come to know a brand far before you ever knock on its door. That knowledge will serve you once the door is answered. Mark me on that depends on what the team needs and what they have to offer. Darry Samuels has been with Radio 1 Extra since it began in 2002. Prior to his current role as the producer of Charlie Slot's weekday slot, he worked on many remarkable shows such as Tim Westwood. Darry rightfully takes a very personal one-to-one approach towards new members to his team. It's like any team structure. It's about that synergy of individuals to create the end product. So if you're joining my team tomorrow, what I ask from you will be different from if someone else joins. Because I have to look at your strengths and your weaknesses, your aspirations, your desires and motivations, and see how that can best be harnessed to complement what's already in the team and also to help deliver a good radio show. We heard from Phil Smith in the last episode. He's the current producer of the Sean Keeve New Breakfast Show on Six Music. What he had to say about an assistant producer's role in a breakfast show scenario was grounded in social behaviour and awareness. If I can talk from a breakfast point of view first of all, you have to have that ability to figure out who's feeling down and who isn't. Because on that cold, wet Tuesday morning in February, people are going to be down. So you do have to walk in and quickly judge the room and judge the situation and judge the tone. Okay, who wants a cup of tea? And Go and get a cup of tea for everybody and make sure everybody feel okay. It's really important to learn that different shows and different presenters want and need different things and you have to be adaptable to those situations. Some of the best people we have working here at Six Music work across different shows and they do that because they are adaptable to the situation. You can be the most brash, outrageous person but if you go into a studio which traditionally is quiet and sombre there isn't much conversation, you have to adapt to that because you're gonna piss people off if you start being loud and brash when actually the tone of the show is quite quiet. So being eyes and ears and learning about the tone of the show and what the presenter needs and what the producer needs is really important. Being able to read a room the minute you walk into it is a skill that will serve you right throughout life. 
I'd advise you to remember Phil's words, especially when you start out. If you're prone to getting fidgety or overcompensating and being really loud when you're nervous. Read the vibe of a room and settle into it. You heard from Jack Housen in the last episode. He's a freelance producer who has worked across a huge range of both commercial and BBC programmes, such as Marianne Hobbs, Radio 5 Live, and currently Radio 3's Late Junction. He credits his diverse CV and flexibility to his willingness to get stuck in as an assistant producer. I've produced lots of shows on Six Music, and partly that's a result of just trying to be the assistant on lots of shows. So, like, it's good to try as many different shows as possible, I think. And then you really do learn all sides of music radio, at least in that case. In terms of things to think about now, getting skills such as editing quickly, trying to develop your music taste is important. And also non-broadcast skills such as Photoshop or making videos, trying to come up with feature ideas. Also building contacts with musicians and stuff, having an address book of people you can call on if you ever need a guest. All of those things are important. But the main thing really is just always try and create something original working with the presenter just always trying to think about what the best form of that style of radio can be as a listener taking it really seriously I suppose and making it the best that you can and putting yourself in that listener's shoes all the time. Following on from Jack Housen's advice to get stuck in is Jacob Rickard the current AP on Annie Mac's weekday show on Radio 1. He's been an assistant producer on just about every show on Radio 1 and 1 Extra, from, you guessed it, being flexible and wanting to learn. He offers some valuable insight into the non-broadcast skills he regularly uses in his day-to-day work. I think it's really important to be able to be versatile and have the skills that you can apply to loads of different things. At Radio 1 and 1 Extra in particular, the main difference is between working on big shiny entertainment shows which are daytime shows that only play the playlist and you're essentially making comedy bits and you don't have to worry about the music at all and then the specialist shows so anything post 7pm is the complete polar opposite where the whole show revolves around the songs you're playing and a lot of the day-to-day work involved in being an AP on a specialist show is loading in music complying it which means listening for bad language and taking stuff out and making quite a lot of editorial decisions about what's right at what time in the show Quite a lot of turning around pre-recorded material, so we do quite a lot of stuff during the day that we then edit and put out that night. And then a lot of the time the job of an assistant producer now is to do with online and so much more about social media and for us the BBC website and where all those clips go than it is about producing radio shows. It's a very multifaceted job. Certainly on Annie's show more than ever before I've been doing loads of video stuff as well because although we have a visual team in radio, it needs a video mind working on the show who can help translate those ideas. So I've been delving into TV a little bit. We've got a show on BBC iPlayer that we're doing with Annie as well. Essentially, my advice would be have a pretty broad cross-section of experience and an interest in doing a bit of everything. And I would personally say it's quite useful to, especially when you're starting out, a bit of a jack of all trades, but have a specialism that you're working towards, because it was that mix of both that really helped me get where I am, I think, because I knew exactly what my dream job was, but I also had a bit of everything that I could contribute so that with every different show I was working on, I could bring a little bit of random 
graphic design experience or photography, creative stuff that you wouldn't necessarily associate with radio but is always used, especially by the BBC. There's always a demand for that kind of thing. Just an extra little sideline that you're able to contribute. The fact that I had those skills was very useful. So, aspirational assistants, once you get in there, your objective will be being the best damn AP you can be. The bigger dream roles will come in time, but right now, channel your energy into mastering the tasks at hand. Before you approach a station, become obsessed with it from the outside. Listen to its personalities, examine its campaigns, and pluck out what skills you might need to have once you start working there. You could learn a lot just from the outside. Invest some time in it. Pay attention to the energy of those in your team and be considerate of it. If someone needs pepping up, help. If you need to quieten down, do it for them. The fastest way of honing your skills as an assistant producer is to own your duties. Volunteer to produce for as many shows as you can. The payoff will be know-how, networking and the quiet confidence that you're making this happen for you. There's more about this subject over on the podcast blog presentingtheproducer.blogspot.co.uk Did you learn something in this episode? Let me know with an iTunes review. I read every single one. And honestly, it's the best way of helping others find what I do. Next time, I'm presenting the producer. Talent managing is one of the most important jobs because you're stuck in a studio with a presenter and presenters are a different kind of beast. It's being the representative of both the radio station and the audience and being that conscience, if you like, and sitting on the presenter's shoulder and reminding them when they need reminding. The importance of talent management. 